0: yo what's up purpose finders really hope you all enjoyed part one's episode but today is part two baby part two of the ruben aguilar episode and this one he dropped some knowledge by far one of the realest episodes that i've had up to this point so without further ado i'm not going to talk anymore i'm gonna let ruben just get this thing going let's start this music and welcome to discovering purpose <laughs> Norco Community College. All right. From there to a master's from CBU. Yeah. Like, how how does that translate? Because from Hayden <laughs> School to a master's, that's a whole different. Yep. It's a whole different ball game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, backtrack a little bit. I'm at Norco. I'm finishing up my degree. Yeah. Remember I told you I met my wife and things happened really fast? Yep. Once again, I-, I love her. And I loved her. And, and she was everything when – uh when I ran back into her and we reconnected and man, so don't laugh at me, but six months, seven months later, wife's pregnant. (laughs) Girlfriend at the time, girlfriend at the time. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, what is going on? I'm happy, but I'm like, you know what? I can't do college now. I gotta get a real, I gotta do the real thing. Yeah. (laughs) I enroll in the law enforcement academy. This is Mm -hmm. 2010, no, 2012. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be a cop. At that time, nobody was hiring. So I put yeah, myself yeah. through as a self-sponsored recruit through the RCCD district. Yeah. Had the military pay my way in hopes that once I graduate the academy, I would get hired because now they don't have to waste their money on sending a recruit because they already yeah. have one who's graduated. So I go through. <laughs> my wife's pregnant. The first month of the academy, we have our daughter. That means she's home by herself, her first right. child, and my son already for five <laughs> months. While I'm oh at
0: my God! Yeah,
1: right. So I finished that. I got these cool awards in the academy, so I was a good candidate at the time. Yeah. So I was applying for all these law enforcement jobs, and I end up getting picked up with Monrovia PD. Mm-hmm. I go through the process, come to my conditional offer. Uh, my conditional offer. It was like two weeks of graduation and being hired. Yeah, and I was like. I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) Yeah. I started talking to buddies of mine that were cops and they were like, dude, if you love your family, divorce rate, like you're not going to be there. Like what's important to you. I had a couple like really good conversations that I needed to have, I guess, uh, with some good people. And they were like, dude, what's important to you. And like my family and and being there for my kids is like award for student of the month. Like I want to be there for that when they get that. And I want to coach and I want to be there for, for my kids. I don't want them to be like, oh, dad was gone for Christmas. Um, so I was like, I'm not going to do this. I told Camel, I'm telling my wife, I'm not going to be a cop. I'm withdrawing my pack. I'm going back to college. Yeah. Back to Norco Community College. I need to finish my associates. Yeah, And she's like, I thought she was going to leave me. Long story short, I didn't do that. Went to college, found CBU, and I was in love, man. I was like, yes, this is what I'm going to do. I can learn about the things that are wrong with my shoulder and everything that happened to me, why I physically can't do things. I'm going to go learn and study about that. I've always been into exercise, and I went and I got my bachelor's in uh, sports medicine. But after that, I was like, okay, now what what, what are you gonna do now? Yeah. Like, what career are you gonna go for? I was always in the strength and conditioning, and I did the personal training thing at Fitness 19 and I had these boot camps and it 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 was money, but it wasn't enough. Like yeah. I was I was just a student, like I failed so many times yeah. to actually be a better trainer, you know. Like <laughs> I, I could not get people to lose weight in the yeah. beginning, but I had all these certifications and then yeah. nobody wanted to train with me. And then going from that to like this booming boot camp that I had and, and, uh and, you know, I was, I, I finished my bachelor's and then I'm at that point where I'm like, okay, what do I do now? Yeah. Do the master program and then still not know what I'm going to do or just stop and kind of figure out life. Yeah. But in the back of my head, I always wanted to teach. I always mm-hmm. wanted to teach. So during my bachelor's, that was one thing about me is I'm never afraid to ask questions. I'm never afraid to network with people and I always want if I want something like I'm going to try to figure out ways to get more resources and yeah. and, and don't leave these questions unanswered. I need somebody yeah. to answer them for me.
0: No, that's big. Like right? that's like that's super, super big. And I'm happy you said that yeah. because it's about like how you say it, it's it's learning from people, putting yourself in position and then also doing the work yes. to make sure that it's all kind of coinciding. So like when that moment hits, you're ready.
1: Yes, absolutely. So I'm networking the entire time my bachelor's with my old mentor, mm-hmm. who I, who, you know, Beverly Weimer, she was at Norco College, she was yeah. a kinesiology full time faculty. I'm networking with Dr. Monica Green, who was a vice president at the time, a mentor of mine too, and I was at Norco, who is yeah. now the president of Norco College. Wow. And I'm just, I'm keeping my face. I would go back and speak to uh, veteran students about what it's like to transfer. So I was always involved in Norco and like always trying to put my face there because I felt that's where I wanted to serve and maybe one day be a faculty member. Yeah. So I go into my master's program about two months into my master's. I told my wife, like, we're running with the master's. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to cut that two-year program into one year. And once again, you're going to be a single mom. Because I need to be at school, like I'm I'm taking a two-year program, (laughs) condensing it into one, and try to finish this master's as fast as I can. But during that time, I had this sit-down meeting with uh, Dr. Green, who's the president now Mm -hmm. of Norco, and I'm like, "Hey, how do college professors get hired in the beginning? Mm -hmm. How does that happen? Because every single application, it requires two years of post-yeah, two years of experience at the post-secondary level of teaching." well, how do you get that? Yeah. If nobody ever, you know, gives you the opportunity to do yeah. that, what do you do? Yeah. Do you student teach? Like, can I sit here and volunteer and, and just sit in every class that I possibly can yeah. to learn to say, you know, I have some volunteer hours. Like, what can I do?
0: Mm-hmm. And she's
1: like, you know what, Ruben, she's a vice president at the time. She's like, that is a good question. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to come back but I don't understand how do I get past this application process if I don't have this yeah listen to this I get an email one day Ruben Aguilar I reinstated this 2010 student internship program would you come back and teach at and student teach
0: yeah at Norco
1: under the guidance of Beverly Weimer. yes there it is opportunity
0: opportunity right there yeah
1: I was like a guinea pig for the student teaching program for the district, man. So I came in, I taught under my old mentor. She accepted me. It was like this new pilot program being developed. I'm That's finishing awesome. my master's. So I'm like 75% done with my master's. Yeah. Um, and I'm being a student teacher. Yeah. And God. so I'm like, this is all a up. Like God's plan is happening. Like, yeah, I've always prayed on this. I, this is what I always wanted to do. I kind of went into the master's program with like, man, I don't know what's going to happen after this or where I'm going to go, but I know I want to teach. I just don't know how. (laughs) So during that time, man, I networked with CBU professors with, you know, the, the department Dean with everybody. I'm not joking. Like everybody. And it was now, I was never the student that was like annoying. Like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Here it comes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You're going to sit in here for five hours. it would just be like, I I was older at the time. So we'd have good conversations, but I was, I was there to learn, man. I wanted to learn every single thing about my study exercise science that I could. Yeah. Um, with that said, I finished, uh, my master's. I do my thesis. And after my thesis, the Dean is like, Hey, uh, what are you going to do after this? And I'm like, I I honestly, I don't have a plan. I don't, I don't know. He's like, you ever think about teaching and you're like, like what <laughs> oh you uh dr pearson okay dr Sullivan. yeah they're like hey we want to keep you here students like you you want to teach physical activity i already own a gym here like that stuff that i do off to the side i have my mm-hmm. own gym and you would be a perfect teacher for our uh, weight training courses and that's our house
2: yeah so
1: like, no way yeah. Fresh student next semester. <laughs> After graduating, I have my yeah. adjunct position, and I had part time at Norco. Man,
0: so you're getting the full on like teaching experience.
1: Crazy. Of- Talk yes. about timing and and it wouldn't happen though, Archie. I'm telling you 100 without that network. Yeah. Without continual relationship with these people. Yeah. Letting them know like this is what I want to do. I'm gonna come back just guide me like i'm yeah. looking for guidance and then just being that student where it's recognized by faculty by the dean that this is a good person yeah and he really wants to learn in excel and that was me man Jeez. that was me coming from <laughs> coming from not being that student to being that
0: yeah yep. that's insane yeah i think okay so i find it cool the fact that Because I feel like our generation, like my generation, we're like this. We'll try to network and connect just to get something from someone just for that second. But like once we get that thing, we just cut off that relationship. And I feel like that's a big problem because, I mean, again, if you're just in it just for your sake of getting something, I feel like that's a problem how you said you did it just for the sake of like, I want to learn and I want to be the best at this. And I just want to build this network and build this connection because it's important to me. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different ball game. Yeah. <clears throat> so like, I thought that was, I'm thinking that that's really cool because. And,
1: and that's something that's not learned. That's something that's not taught. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, and I don't, I can't think of how my mind was built like that. Yeah. Or, or like my thinking was like that as a student. The only thing I can think of was like, I had my, my sights on something and I was getting there and all of these people can help me yeah, and put things in my tool bag to equip me yeah. for that. So I need to be a good student. I need yeah. to learn if, if I'm going to be a professional at that level, I got to know my stuff. Yeah. And if there's a question and there's a doubt on a, on an assignment or on, you know, a reading, I need to find that answer. Yeah. And I need to figure out what it is and have a good understanding of that. But for just sure. having those relationships and that network is something that you hold on to because mm-hmm. you never know who these people are or who yeah. they know. Yep. And it might not be like, man, I'm, I'm just going to be cool with uh, with Archie because maybe he could get me into a Boise State game. No, nah, it's past that. You know, yeah. it's like, no, nah, I need to be a good person. That's not what I'm looking for. Yeah. You know, I'm looking for a relationship to learn off of each other, to feedback, to to give feedback to each other, to make me a better person, make me a better professional, make me a better individual. And then let me help you with, you know, whatever it is that that I can help you with being a student and you being a uh, professional.
0: And I think that's like the like that's that's the icing on the cake when you learn from that individual to the point to where, okay now you can serve. Yeah. And give back. Because at that point, like that's when, you know, like you, you did it the right way. Like you learned from that individual and now you can serve, you can get back in any way, shape, form, capacity to help them help their business, just help them in general, just grow. Yeah. That's like, I think that that's where you get the the bang for your buck.
1: Yeah. And then, and then being a college student, you know, this is, and I tell my students all the time, like, Hey, if you're not ready for this and you're not in all in, don't be here. Don't waste your time. Like you're not. You're not gonna get this piece of paper and walk in and start getting paid what you think yeah. you are. It's not gonna yeah. happen like that, man. Like you gotta, you know, you gotta yeah. be here to be here yeah. be here, be yeah. here, network here. Uh, take advantage of the career center. Take advantage of everything yeah. that the school has to offer you. They have all these resources. I mean, you get your syllabus; it's a list of resources. Yeah. Take advantage of all that. Yeah. Go learn about all of that stuff see where your career fits in with that. And if you're not ready to do that and you're going to be in and out out of your classes, in, out, in, and out, yeah. man, you're going to get like, you're, you're wasting your money. You're wasting yeah. your time. And I have that genuine talk with my students. Like, yo, like, I'm here to help you, but you got to think differently right yeah. now. Don't be here for your mom and your dad. Cause they're making you be here. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, go work. Like just tell them, you know, a cause not for me right now, go yep. work, go be an entrepreneur, go start something else and nothing wrong with that. Like there's, a lot of millionaires that never graduated high school, never went to college. If you have that entrepreneurial mindset, go do that. Yeah. College right now just isn't for you. Yeah. But if you're here and you're ready, man, I'm going to guide you. And I'm going to guide you all the way until like until you get there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that's what awesome. I have with my students, man.
2: Because yeah. that's
1: my purpose. I want to give back. I want to help. I, I want you to get there too. But you have to be willing. If I'm going to run, you better run right next to me. and don't fall back like let's go it's time to go
0: yo (laughs) yeah i love no no like that was the realest that's one of the realest things i've heard and especially coming from an actual professor yeah like that's that's big time because (sighs) for starters like college is already crazy expensive yeah yeah so like if you're like you said if you're not willing to to put everything in and put all your chips in Mm -hmm. then there's really like to be honest, there's no point because either you're going to graduate with the paper, like you said, and you're going to be like, OK, well, when you're not getting that job that's paying six figures, then you're going to be pissed and then you're not going to know what to do. Like, it's that consistent, like, effort with it. <sighs> Yo, that was, yeah. you
1: just as, as good as I do, like, uh, it's all about who you know now. And that's yeah. just being honest, man. Who do you know? Yeah. Who Who's going to voice up for your name? Yep. And, and if that person voice up for your name, that person probably has a good name behind their name. Yep. And if you don't know that person, that individual that can speak on your behalf, then you're already another step behind the people yeah. who do know that individual.
2: Exactly. Or
1: the people who made that relationship with that person yeah. and develop that network with the person. Yeah. You're two steps back here now because you got the paper, but you don't have the network. So you want to have the paper and the network. Yeah you know what i mean and the relationship and then bam i'm going so
0: you're giving free game to everybody right now (laughs) i'm being so serious because people don't understand that Ah. or like okay i like to look at it like threefold so i think it's people the network Mm -hmm. and then like your ability to like i think either follow through or just do what you need to do yes Because, I mean, there's nothing worse than somebody probably recommending you for something and you not being able to follow through once they recommend. Because once you cut that tie, then that's probably going to cut several others.
1: Yep. Yep. Man, that was was wow. There's (laughs) so much advice and I give. It's almost like I try to give my students everything. And Mm -hmm. then it's like, now all you have to do is go online and do it. Yeah. And they don't do it. So yeah. like you were saying, you know, apply yourself too. Yeah. And th- that was perfect. The threefold. I love it. That's it. <laughs> that's it, man. It- it's the truth. I can give you everything and tell you everything,
2: yep. but
1: if you don't follow these things, yep. it's, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not going to happen. That was good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> man. Okay. Okay. See, see that's what I'm saying? Like I'll get on tangents and we'll start like shooting back and <laughs> forth. Okay. I'm going to get, I'm going to get back on topic, back on topic here. Yeah. So, all right. You're at the the spot to where you're, you get the, you get to teach, you're getting your, your, your mock teaching. You're doing it for CBU. You're doing it for Norco. And then you actually get the job. I thought it was really cool how it went full circle. And now you're teaching on the same steps where you were set down. I yeah. think that's crazy.
1: Yeah. You know what? That, that gives me the chills talking about that. because <laughs> It, it really is full circle, man. I, I, uh, once I found out, like, what I needed to do to yeah. be a, a professor, that was it From like I said, I was in. Like, yeah. you just you have to have a master's. Okay, boom, I'm going to go. Yeah. But I was going, but all of these turns happened, too, while I was going. Yeah, And then almost threw me off track, but I had my mind up there. But to come back and, and be full-time at Norco, like, I didn't even – and this is only, you know, the summer of 2020. This just happened, yeah. this full-time spot. Still, yeah. my past haunts me because I didn't have the confidence to apply for a full-time position like yeah. that, man. I-, I was like, there's no way. I mean, do you look? I don't fit <laughs> Like, have you seen me? Like, I don't fit this role, yeah. let alone my age, my experience, the way I look, my background. I, I was telling myself, no, I was t- yeah. like, you are not even capable of even applying for the, you can't even press submit. Cause it, the system's going to tell you no, Jeez. you know? Yeah. Just like When they see that Ruby high school systems, like, <laughs> no. <"Nope." laughs> right now I'm just joking, I'm joking. Uh, but I'm telling myself all of these no's like, and, and I don't know why I was doing that. And Jeez. it really got to a point where I didn't even want to p- apply for it until I talked to bunch of other mentors and they're like man what do you mean like go through the experience to see what it's like yeah you're telling yourself no won't you let them tell you no you never know what's going to happen right and at that time I had just had the two years of teaching experience so I can only imagine all of the other people who applied for the position man because I mean RCC district is a big district and I know a lot of people are always trying to get in And it's not the easiest thing in the world to get in. Um, So for me, I was like, I'm thankful for all those people who really gave me the confidence to apply for the position. I'm thankful for Ed and Zena to sit down with me and and go over these mock interviews. And then, you know, I get on the, on a zoom call for my interview because, you know, it's on zoom because the pandemic that was happening and I have all the administration of Norco college sitting in front of me and I'm like, Oh, no! I have never, ever been right in this type of position before in my life, wearing this nice tie and suit. And I'm like, here we go. Like, go. You say you're in. Give it the best that you can. And if you fail somewhere, figure out what you can do to be better next time. But at least you're going through the experience. Yeah. And, And you know what? God must have been there, man, because. I, I got the I got the position, man, and I got the phone call, and yeah, yeah man, it's it's touching, but it's awesome. I guess you be talking about it because so, yeah, I still can't uh, believe it's true. <laughs>
0: so, like, one thing that I thought was really cool was the fact that, I mean, it's I just think it's cool because I'm thinking like sports like wise. I think it's cool how it's not really cool. It's kind of crazy, but I'm gonna I'm gonna bring I'm bringing around. I think it's cool the fact how we tend to doubt ourselves when we know we're ready i like i personally think like we typically tend to doubt ourselves like when we know that we're ready like right. we we're always going to come back to that counterproductive thinking like when we're heading into something that we think is really important because all we can do is we like to game plan for the worst instead of like planning for the best yep but i think it's cool from that whole thing or the whole story that you were saying was the fact that you had people in your life that were able to get you prep tech you like get that confidence to the point to where you could step into your own greatness and for you to actually be able to step into the arena. Like I'm thinking a little bit of, um, Brene Brown, Brene Brown's book, Daring Greatly. And she talks about the only, like you have to be able to step into the arena to say you actually like gave it a shot. Yeah, And something that like my dad used to always tell me was the people who like for, he told me this for like sports or like whether it's basketball, football, he said, the only people that have a perfect step book are the people that are sitting on the bench. Like, if you're if you if you're never in the game and you don't fail, then you're never going to know how to get better. Wow. Like, you, like, you need that wow. experience of, of failing or, or like, just being in the actual arena. Oops, sorry about that. No, you're good. You have to actually be in the arena to actually be able to, to get that next step because you continuously doubt yourself. If you just sit on the bench saying, like, I won't do it, then you're, you're never going to do it. And that's what you see a lot. I mean, you see that a lot of times now with people. To where they'll say they want to start up a business. Or they say they want to do this. Or they say they want to do that. But they'll sit back and tell their friends they want to do something. And they're like, you're going to do it? And they're like, "Ah, I don't know. I just don't think I'm smart enough. Or "Ah, I don't have enough money for it right now. Or "Ah." I. But if you step in that arena, that's the only way you're going to be able to learn those those tools and those lessons to be able to apply for the next time. And that's if it doesn't even work out the right way. I mean, God forbid it could work out perfect. Mm -hmm. But you never try because you're sitting back. So it's just
2: man,
1: that would have been me. You know what? It's funny because now that I think about it, that we're having this conversation, this just came to me, man. Like I, I was looking for the assurance of like a family member, like my dad, yeah. my mom, to be like, you got it, it's okay. Yeah. Or 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 somebody who's been there, that's close to me, who's from yeah. my background, to be like, yo, like I could do it, and I didn't have that. Yeah, and I had Edward Alvarez. I had and 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 Ed Ed and are both come from similar background, but it I guess I had to talk to them so many times to get that yeah. assurance. Yeah. But I think if I would have got that assurance from like my dad or a family member, it would have been like a, a different type of thing yeah. that I was looking for that I never got. Yeah, they, they were those that replacement for that. Yeah. And, and, and Dr. Fulbright as well. He's another one that was like, go.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: You got it. You got
0: it again. It's crazy. Yeah, how yeah, God it's puts... it,
1: it's touching, but it's, uh, it's the truth, man. It's yeah. the truth.
0: No, God puts people in your life when you're, when you're ready for them for sure. Yep. But I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, it's, it's going to come down to you and you, I mean, you probably have to come up with the conclusion yourself that, okay, like I got to do this. Like, they're not going to be the ones that press the submit button on, on this. Like, you probably look yourself in the mirror and be like, if I fail, I fail. Like, screw it. If I, if I get in, I get in. If I don't, I don't. But I'm not going to sit here and wish and say I would have tried. Like, I wish I would have tried. Right. You know? So, yep. yeah. Yep. That's crazy.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's a lot. Like, I, I'm just thinking about it just because I know, like, my life has been the same way. Like, I've had mentors and I've had, like, I'm lucky enough to have, like, my, my family, like, that were there. But yeah. there's so many moments to where I can recall it was just me looking myself in the mirror and being like, "You gonna do it or what?" Yeah. You, you got like nobody's gonna tell. Like anybody can give you a bunch of advice, but when it's you and you at that specific moment, and you got to answer to yourself, like that's a whole different. Absolutely. Like, that's a whole different battle.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> You're right, man. You're right. All, right.
0: all right. So okay, I got I got two more questions. Yep. Two more questions. So, um. One thing that I think is really cool is the fact that you emphasize the importance of like asking for help and like just seeking out help as opposed to uh, just kind of letting everything just ride. And for, for me, somebody that comes from a culture of like, you don't need to ask for help. You need to get it by yourself. Like you don't, what, like what instilled that within you? Was that like a military thing to where you learn? Okay. Like, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to get guidance. Or...
1: Oh man! So absolutely not the military. The military yeah. is still like, like keep moving forward, keep moving yeah. forward, figure it out. Definitely not the the comforter, I guess, yeah. place where you go to and try to. <laughs> hey, I need help. It's more mm-hmm. like no, you need to figure this out. Mm-hmm. I'm a big boy now. Yeah. So taking my childhood and my background and my culture and bringing it into college and yeah. military was it was not the best thing, man. And it, I'll tell you what, it wasn't until I took that guidance class where I started feeling comfortable because we had assignments that made us go ask, Yeah. made us go sit in front of these people and ask for help and do an office hour with your professor and Mm -hmm. get it signed off that you sat and did an office hour with the professor. Right. And then I'm like, man, this is working, I'm starting to learn a lot from this and no one's judging me when I walk in.
2: Yeah. No one's
1: yelling me be at, at me because I don't know the answer to this or because I'm asking questions about this, like in the military, like growing up where my dad's like, you know, figure it out, figure it out. You you got it, figure yeah. it out. And don't ask anyone for help. We can figure it out as a family. Like yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out. You don't need to go out there and ask people or, or take things from people. Yeah. Um, as far as like handouts. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, coming from a cultural standpoint, it, it's it's frowned upon, man, big time. Yeah. It's it's almost embarrassing going <laughs> and walking into a professor's office like, hey, uh, so, yeah, I didn't understand today's lecture, right? You yeah. don't want to do that, and, yeah. and and I guess it's a lot of pride and a lot of, um, like stature of of who you are and, and representing your last name. I guess, mm-hmm. right? This is, this is coming back from my culture and like my yeah. family of of that pridefulness and. And, uh, you know, we're, we're Aguilars and we don't ask for help and we'll figure this stuff out. And, and, um, and don't embarrass yourself. That sign of respect for yeah. when they see you, you want, you want to gain respect from people. And if you show them a weakness of you asking for help, then they're going to look at you different now. And and I didn't get any of that going into yeah. that. So I started to learn like, man, it's okay. And then, you know, on the, on the other standpoint of a cultural standpoint, then you also have a masculinity yeah. thing where, it's yeah. like, oh, I'm a man, I can't ask for help. Yeah. Right? Like, what do you mean? You're 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 a man and you're in here asking me for help, right? Yeah. They, it's like a weak it's weakness. Yeah. An athlete, same exact thing. Yeah. You know, it, it I, it's frowned upon, That it looks like weakness, but yeah. without asking for help, without going and meeting these people who are just like you and I, the yeah. normal people, they they're waiting to help people. Yeah. They're like, I I sit there and I wait to help my students. And when a student comes, I'm like, yes, let's go. Tell me I'm ready to help you. Uh, Like I start getting excited about it because they understand and they can see it. And I want them to feel comfortable coming in. So Take all of that background, that culture, that pridefulness, that respect, that that uh that masculinity, and, and just wipe it away when you go to college and really start yeah. focusing. And even in even in your career.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because okay. it helps out a lot.
1: Because those people don't pay your bills. Yep. Those people aren't putting, <laughs> who cares what they say about you? They're not putting dinner on the table for you yep. and your family. You're doing it. Yep. And if you don't know how to do it and you don't know how to do it right, ask for help and figure it out no how to do it right
0: yeah i agree i agree with that 100 percent. (laughs) like that's that's a college thing that's a real world thing like that's something you could utilize anywhere like if you're trying to learn about a specific job or a job field like how you did you went about asking and figuring out okay how do i become a teacher doing this 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 how do i get this to get to here like people will gladly point you in the right direction it's just a matter of
1: of you not being afraid to ask. Yeah. I'm, I was never afraid to ask. And, and if you're going to go find that person, make sure that person is really good at what they do. Yeah. Make sure it's like the best or, or the best Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, oh, and figure sure. out what it is that they're doing. And 95, 99% of the time, that person's willing to help you yeah. just getting past that barrier is the hardest part. But once you pass it, so many more doors are going to start to open, and so many different opportunities are going to start happening for you yeah. once you let that pride down, man. Right. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm a student, I'm willing to learn. And yeah. if you're arrogant, that that's another thing that needs to stop. I'm still learning. I want to learn from my students. I don't know everything. There's new research yeah. that comes out every single day. Be a learner, always be a student. Yeah. I mean, if you ever reach that point where you're you're you know it all then you've already failed man yeah like step step back like come on let's go Yo,
0: i like that like, let's keep learning yeah no i like that a lot yeah that's
1: dope
0: <laughs> i mean something that my dad used to tell me is closed mouths don't get fed man so like
2: there it is, <laughs> there it is.
0: yeah that's there. crazy okay so okay 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 so I'm looking at the the background and the all in and like how we've been talking about all in like this whole time. I feel like that's like the mantra. That's the motto. Like that's like that's your that's your deal. Mm-hmm. Like I'm all in. I'm putting the chips in. And I feel like that's like with everything, like you said, whether it's being like a parent, a teacher, et cetera. So just like for future future endeavors, like what's the next venture that you're looking to go all in into like in the next like maybe like five to like 10 years, if you don't mind me asking
1: professionally or like
0: both give me give me a professional i'd love to hear professionally or just like life-wise or business-wise or uh,
1: man so right now with with work it's my first you know semester i just finished i'm in winter right now and i'm on a four-year run like almost probationary period where i'm cleaning up everything that i can to be a better instructor to try to leave to make it hard to find, I guess, a weakness in my teaching or my yeah. assignments or my yeah. classes, I guess, so, and, and which is bad because I should have like, you know, they told me in an evaluation, like slow down and like stop being a perfectionist. Yeah. And that's really what I am. But I try to do that. and and, yeah. and, uh, and I really do need to take a step back sometimes. And I'm looking to learn from these other faculty members so I can be even better and take those 20 years of experience and that 17 years and, you know, 18 years of experience and really mold me to be better. Yeah. Uh, You know, I'm, I'm brand new to it. I don't have much experience. So taking a person like me and molding me into this person to be a, you know, great faculty member, a good leader on campus, and then still caring for those marginalized students. That's, that's my passion right now. That's, what I'm all in for is all is those programs like Puente, like Emoja, Men and Women of Color. Um, and then when I leave that place, then I see my gym and I see the nonprofit that I run working mm-hmm. with at-risk youth in my area. I'm in with that. Yeah. Oh, man, that that excites me to change one life of an individual who comes from my, my background to – that's, that's, that's where I'm at right now, man. I, I need, that's where God's called me to be. That's where I want to do my work that's is to awesome. change these kids and to say, Hey, I, I am no better than you at mm-hmm. all. Just because I am where I am. I'm not better than anybody. I just got yeah. a piece of paper behind my name. Let me show you how to get there. Yeah. Let me show you how to change your mindset. Let me show you how, what college is. Yeah. Let me show you why, High school is important right now, or school yeah. is just important right now, or just being a good person, a good individual right now. Because a lot of these at-risk youth don't have that. Yeah. behind them. But all of a sudden, when you take somebody like myself, who've walked the walk, and come from the same background and grew up in the same house that right down the street where they're living up in, or living in, it's a little bit different. Yeah. So I, I never forget where I come from. I still live in the same exact neighborhood, maybe a little bit up the ways, just yeah. a little bit but I'm still in the community Yeah, and I'm still doing work. So that's where I'm, I'm all in at is changing these athletes, you know, trying to get more athletes, involve them into sports, involve them into something good, yeah. put them in leadership roles at school and, and teach them how to be a leader and start voicing themselves. Uh, I think wow. that's one of the hardest things coming from, you know, the background and the community that I come from is being able to stand up and speak in front of people yeah. and show confidence and, and, and ask like, Hey, I need to do this. Where do I need to go? That's yeah. hard to do. Right. So that's what that's what I'm in for right now, man. And then obviously my family, there you go.
0: No, that's awesome. Jeez. Okay. So we're at the we're at the last question here of the day. And the last question is not a question I'm asking to, to you. It's a question that you ask to me. So yeah. uh, for this question, uh, you can ask me any question, whether it's wacky, whether it's serious and I will answer it to the best of my ability.
1: (laughs) Outstanding. So I said in the beginning of this that I was nervous talking to you. I've never really spoke to a D1 athlete before at your caliber of play. And once again, growing up in my area, I wanted to be a football player. Like I got a picture of me. I wanted to be a professional athlete, right? And I wanted to go to college. I wanted to play for USC, but I was never good. I was never big enough. I was never fast enough, and I always wanted to be a collegiate athlete, play at USC, right, or or any. It didn't matter. I just wanted to play football. Yeah. Um, But after high school, I was like, that was it. for me. Anyways, I want to know what it's like to be a D1 athlete, and, man, the swag that you guys get. (laughs) Like, what's that like? Like, do you go to, like, get all your measurements? Like, is it really, like, what you see on TV? Like, you get all your measurements, then you go to, like – I don't know who you guys are sponsored by, but I'm thinking like Nike, and then you yeah, get it for all your shoes, and you get like all 15 pairs of gloves, and then yeah. all your helmets, and then all your all your swag, your gear, the <laughs> stuff. Like, what's that like? to, <laughs> I mean,
0: <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> so, um, me being an offensive lineman, I was never truly one of the swaggy individuals. Like, okay. I wasn't like the DBs or receivers or the running backs that had all the bands and everything, but in terms of gear uh we had a really dope equipment guy his name was dale and dale loved the offensive line so pretty much like whatever we needed we could always get so um when it came to swag like we would always have i know for like us or for me like i always had extra like shorts extra like shirts Uh, my senior year we started getting uh fitted for like these um wasn't suits, but they're like polos and everything else. So we got like cool little polos. We got nice shoes. We got all that stuff. Um, the cool thing about my equipment manager is though is that my senior, my senior game we played against um Oregon in the Vegas Bowl, like that bowl game. I legit looked at him. And I said, "Hey, can I keep my helmet? Like my game helmet, like the one I just wore to play in the game that I've worn like pretty much all season." Yeah, and he looks at me. And he's like. Put it in your bag and just walk out. And I was just like, "No freaking way!" So like, being being an offensive lineman, he loved us because like we would always like mess around with them and we just like have fun. But like we treated them like nice because that's that's what the big guys do. We got big hearts. We're just that's how we are. we big softies. But um, in terms of like gear, we had a decent amount of stuff that we got. But as far like as an offensive lineman, we just got dope stuff. Like we got extra. Like, if there was anything, like, new or maybe we had, like, old throwback gear, he'd be like, yo, y'all want some of this? All right, cool, y'all can have it. I like, if we wanted gloves for, like, our, our cousins or, like, our nephews, things like that, he'll throw us a pair of gloves. Like, I know you're not a receiver, but, like, here, it's for so-and-so. So, like, for us, we got a lot of dope gear. Nice. I think the DBs got stuff as well, but, like, I wasn't a prima donna like them, so it didn't matter.
1: <laughs> Man, that's so cool. I've always wondered what it's like to walk in – to, you know, I watched the documentaries on the athletes when they go to college. And I'm like, you know, you get all these crazy assessments and they look at you like your hands and this, like you're doing all these different range of motion stuff to kind of like analyze you as an individual and where you're going to fit to best play for this, you know, offense or whatever it is. And I'm like, man, I wonder what that's like. And then you look at the swag and like, how do you have like 15 pairs of shirts and gloves? And like, man, that's dope. You know, I've always wondered what that experience (laughs) is like.
0: <laughs> no, it's cool, man. Like we weren't like Oregon or anything like that, but we got a lot of dope gear for sure. Yeah. 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 Yes. But with that being said, uh Mr. Aguilar Ruben, uh again, thank you for like being on today's episode. Uh, this is something that yeah. I say to every guest, but time is one thing that we don't get back. Um and it's I think it's like the most precious resource. So for you to be able to give like an hour and some change to to kind of just speak to me and speak to the listeners and or viewers. Like I'd really appreciate everything that you had to say. Like you were real, you were real honest. And you, I mean, your story is one that's honestly, it's inspirational to be honest.
1: Man, thank you so much. Yeah. And like, like I said, in the beginning, thank you for having me a part of this. This is something that, you know, I want to continue to do and hopefully inspire just one person so that yeah. maybe they can hear, maybe that, maybe it is that all in phrase that they yeah. hear you know what, I'm kind of in, but I'm not all in. So yeah. maybe now I kind of understand what it is to be, you know, all in. And uh, if that can happen, man, then that's what that's why I want to do this stuff. Continue.
0: All right, y'all. So this concludes the episode with Ruben Aguilar. Again, I hope you all were able to learn a bunch from what he was talking about from being former military all the way up to a master in kinesiology, going through a story and being as vulnerable as he was. I mean, these are tools that you can go about taking and implementing anywhere in life. If you want to go about reaching out to Mr. Aguilar, if you have questions or anything like that, I'm going to have a link to all his information in the bio below. Uh, Other than that, though, purpose finders, like Nipsey said, find your purpose or you're wasting air.